Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about season three of Emily in Paris with the wonderful Philippine Leroy Boulier. And I wanted to start by talking about the, the vulnerability that you've always built into Sylvia as a character, because it could have been written and it could have been played, a, you know, a little bit more one note as a character if it was just about her creating this, this sense of competitiveness with Emily when she first came into Savoir in season one. And you've always built this undercurrent of what does it mean for Emily to come into this space and to see someone that reminds her of aspects of her who she also admires, who she's also got a little bit of a fear of at the beginning because she doesn't know what her coming into Savoir means for her. Um, and so I was interested in, in how you really worked at the beginning of getting this role to make sure that there were always these undercurrents and always these reasons behind every single thing that she did and all of her actions early on. You said everything. What can I, what can I say? <laughs> No, I think what happened is that when I when I read for the part, and that's something that Darren told me last year, he said, "What I liked about you was your vulnerability." Um, so yeah, he did he did see that it was my own vulnerability, and I did think that when when we did the second, because there was a callback after the first reading, and he was there, he was in Paris, and uh, I was super nervous, obviously, and but I did think that we couldn't have a one sided character. Also, because I know these women, I've seen them when, you know, my mother used to work in fashion. My mother was a bit of a Sylvie. Um, and a lot of these women had a huge wound. And I knew that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fair to just say that they're, they're just, you know, horrible people. It's not true. You know, these people all have different aspects. They obviously are people that are wounded. So, and I've always been interested in that. So in people that, you know, hide where the, that, that build an armor so that they're not, they're, that they kind of make you think how, you know, everybody that comes in a room and is super arrogant is obviously very weak, you know, uh, for me. I mean, it's as a kid, I could see it, you know. So I think that was the, that was the starting point for me. And I was lucky enough to, to, to have Darren understanding this and wanting me to, and pushing me there, you know, when we were, doing scenes that weren't written like that. They were like simple, you know, it's okay. She is, she answers, she has these terrible punchlines and where she kind of slaps Emily on one side, then on the other side and the other side. But, um, and I like that. I really enjoyed the fact that we could go there as, you know, having a really nasty moments of Sylvie. Um, but also have glimpses of, this wound of this um, of all her you know she's super scared to lose her job obviously but not only that it's that this kid comes because she's a kid to her to Sylvie she comes with this total diff totally different vision that obviously pertains to the new world and Sylvie is more into this old way of doing things and she and Sylvie is like super attached to mystery to you know teasing people to it's a whole it's a different art of seduction and it's not at all what the young generation does i mean they in in season three there is a, a line that sylvie says that i'm not spoiling anything by saying the line it's like she says there's that's the thing about your generation there's not a shred of mystery everybody knows where you are all the time and it is it is a really important element for for sylvie and so She's also confronted to this. She's confronted to somebody who comes with this 
well, it's very clear in season one. Right? There's a lot of lines Sylvie says to to Emily about that. Confronted with this, like, what what Sylvie thinks as of as not being classy, not being elegant, not being sophisticated, and and you know, it's a different way of seducing. I think because ultimately publicity is about seducing people, so it's a different way of seducing and. Uh, um, I guess the, the confrontation is really there. Plus, she is that, uh, for, for Sylvie, as a French person, Emily embodies that perfect American girl that thinks she is perfect. And it's going to be very interesting for everybody to see Emily's struggle with her perfection in season three. Because obviously she thinks she's doing the right thing all the time, yet she is absolutely, you know... I, you know, I can't say it, but, you know, she's obviously wrong and she's hurting people. Um, so that's something that is quite profound that Darren is putting in there. And um, I hope you, people will see it because it's uh, it's really about what is perfection. You know, what is thinking you're you're always doing the right thing when you're just is it really the right thing if people are so. um hurt and just they can't rely on you that if you're not reliable see what i mean so it's uh it's also that that sylvie sees and um so she looks at her with a sort of um i think there's a beginning there's she's scared after a while she's kind of curious what is this animal how does she move you know and trying to give her some tips but Emily is quite stubborn. She has her own ways, so she's not going to listen, obviously. And uh, but there's also a sort of a motherly thing that comes in in season three, especially, which is like, how can you behave like that? She's trying to teach her lessons about life, which is something a parent would do, not really, you know, a boss, but not really by by showing her something, you know, by showing her that that's not how you behave. That's not what you do. That's not what you, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's very complex, actually. The relationship is quite complex. And we haven't figured out with Lily where we have figured out where we are, but we haven't figured out how far we can go into liking each other because we can't really. There's always a moment where we're going to be, I know, I mean, Darren is never going to let us love each other. Otherwise, the series is over. But um, yeah, it's it's super interesting. I mean, what happens in season three is more about the feud with Kate, which really Kate Walsh, I mean, Madeline, that really re represents America at that point because Emily has evolved. She's kind of morphing a little bit into a Parisian person. Not really, but she's trying. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and Madeline is still like, ugh so corporate in her way of, of doing things that um, that's where the, the big antagonism is in, especially the beginning of the season. It was a and, long answer for a very simple question. But. 
No, it's, it's such a wonderful answer though. And, and one of the things that I love about watching your performance and the way that Sylvie seeds her power is she's someone who understands that she doesn't need to fill the space in a room. She doesn't need to be the person talking the loudest, talking the most, moving around the most. Um, so there's a lot of stillness and quietness in a lot of moments in your performance that are very communicative. And was that something that you found early on about the way that she was going to hold and control power in these very still and very minute moments where it's almost making other people come into her space rather than going into theirs. Yeah, I think it's about it's a it's a real difference between our cultures. It's uh, what the French call bragging about the Americans. I mean, what they how they always want to prove themselves, whereas French people don't really need that. They're just and I kind of and I yes, and I consciously made the choice of just being like a sort of a mountain you know I'm like here I'm here and if you don't notice me doesn't matter but you will notice me I know you know it's like that kind of um and also because I think sometimes silence as you said it's like more it's when when you have somebody like Emily in front of you who's moving around a lot talking a lot that's all you want to do is just you know like a cat it's basically it's a cat thing you know, the cat looks at its prey and it's just, and then at a certain point, it just, and, and I love that. You know, I, I did think of Sylvie as a big cat. I was, I was thinking of her as a panther at the beginning, you know, it's like, and that kind of stillness um, and uh, looking around, always looking. She's a very curious person. That's how she finds her inspiration and her power too. So she's somebody who, and so it was really important for me to, yeah, to be still. And I'm very glad you noticed. <laughs> and it's it's also really great as the the show progresses and there's more layers and textures to add to her as a character in getting to see her go through this journey of what does it actually mean for someone like Sylvie to step out on their own and start their own company? Because as someone who's very confident, we get to see her feeling very untethered, you know, even just the added element of what does it mean to start this company and to have her colleagues in her home and to have the lines blurring in a way that she's not comfortable with. And the idea that this might not succeed feels very prevalent for her. Um, And so how did you approach kind of distilling down elements that you've built of, well, what does it look like when she's very untethered and the things that she has feared could very potentially come true for her at this point? Um, I, I was trying to, to like, I was trying to channel her courage because I thought, you know, okay, this is, everything's very insecure as of everything, all the, it's all moving parts around her. And obviously uh, we don't want to spoil what happens, but she gets in a really, really, really bad situation at a certain point. And, um, but yet she has that courage, even though there's a scene after a moment of feud with Madeline, where she's smoking a cigarette alone outside in the street and, and Emily sees her and feels sorry for her. But what I was when I saw the scene, I thought it's fun because I funny because I I'm sure that Sylvie doesn't feel sorry for her at all. You know, she's just okay. I'm beat, but I, I I'm a, like a wounded hero, but I'm gonna get up and fight again. So I was uh, yeah, I was really looking for that. Um, yeah, it's a wounded hero that you know fights for survival. That's what I was really into, especially the first three episodes. Yeah. 
And in, in season two, with the idea that the arc was building towards her leaving Savoir, starting her own agency, bringing the rest of the team with her, um, I believe that was something that you didn't know from the very beginning of the season that Darren was writing in because the scripts were obviously still in progress mm-hmm. in television, um, but that you had this sense that she was hiding something. And so I was interested in the aspect of having a sense that she's hiding something, but not necessarily knowing the details and finding how you're going to play to that when it could go in a myriad of different directions. Well, that's that's the funny thing about Darren. I think um, in, in the, the, the writing process that they have and uh with us being in the you know in in, working while they're writing it's I think our unconscious kind of communicates uh because yes at the beginning of season two I was like okay she doesn't say much she's not she's she's just looking at all these kids having their feud because that that was the the, you know the main thing at the beginning of season two was and so she's looking at this, you know, with Emily, you know, and her best friend and her best friend, you know, uh, Camille and then Camille betraying Camille and the whole thing. And I was like, OK, I'm, I'm just as a cat again, I'm watching them and I'm thinking. This is a, you know, this I'm kind of judging the situation, thinking, oh, this is ridiculous. What is happening is ridiculous. But still, I had the feeling that. It could not be only about that. I knew that Darren is, you know, I know he's talented and I knew there was something brewing and I didn't know what. So I was just, I was actually, I was building a sort of secret inside of of Sylvie. Um, That was not, obviously, I didn't know about the French Revolution at all, but when it came, I was like, yes, you know, But I, I knew she had a secret. I knew I knew something was brewing. I knew so it, it was like I didn't know I didn't need to know what it was. It was just the feeling that you're keeping something from the audience that was so nice. It's like, okay, guys, I'm here, but there's something else going on in my head. And it could be anything, but that already gives you a different presence and a different way of getting into the scenes and everything. So that was a it was very interesting because you obviously very insecure as an actor you think oh maybe they're writing me off you know maybe nothing is going to happen or you know you never know and uh, and then the french revolution comes and i'm like okay great that's you know i think darren gets me he knows that i have you know i have this uh i have this strength that comes from anger probably that a lot of us have and i'm trying to use it in different ways to put that energy you know, in a different, in different places. And, and so that's why he was, that's why he was writing that. I, I know now that he was writing that because he, he, he feels my energy and he says, okay, okay, okay. This girl is capable of, you know, <laughs> the other time, I mean, last year when we were filming this year, when we were filming season three, he said, I know your game. And I was like, my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> And something did happen at the end of season um, three where I put myself in a really delicate situation. Um, and I loved it too. I thought it was great that he put me in that situation because now the challenge for Sylvie is huge. It's like, okay, yeah, I can't, I don't want to spoil again, but you know, there's so many, it's huge and it's very, it's very personal. It's very intimate. It's about beliefs. It's about, you know, coherence. It's about it being, 
true to yourself about having, you know, so it's super nice because it's deep. And yeah. And when you got to the point in the show as well, where we started to get more of her backstory as a character and, you know, learning a little bit more about her marriage to Laurent and the club in Saint-Tropez, those were such delicious details, but also it said so much about, you know, yes, she's been very dedicated to running this business, but also when that was the life that she wanted, she dove headfirst into that as well. So no matter what she's setting out to achieve or no matter what life she wants, she will find a way to build it for herself. Um, And I was interested in when Darren kind of gave you some of those details, because that can sometimes pivot ideas that maybe you had originally had for what her backstory would have been when you first got cast. No, I mean, he really did. I, I found out about my my previous life in the South when we started season two, because that's where it was, you know, at the beginning of the season. <clears throat> and I thought it was so interested, interesting that um, he kind of saw me. It's funny because they asked me for pictures to put on the um, that. You know, there's a picture wall in the bar uh, and they asked me for a picture and I gave him as me like 20 years ago so I gave him some pictures and they chose one that where I really looked more like a hippie than like Sylvie and I thought it was great because that's exactly where I thought I thought okay she this is a girl that was living bare feet basically you know being a photographer a little bit but having always out hanging a bathing suit in her bag and so I can imagine her in Saint-Tropez a very light life a very you know life light light and simple and um uh, and then she has this drive, which forces her to leave that place, but not divorcing her husband, because that's the anchor. And she doesn't want to lose that. And then she goes to Paris and she's wearing these high heels, which were super important for me because they really hurt. And I don't like wearing heels. And they and I the more they hurt, the better it is for Sylvie, in my opinion, as an actress. So we're always like, you know, finding shoes that are like, oh my God, do they hurt? Yeah, they hurt. But yeah, I'm going to have to wear them because it's it's great. You know, it just reminds me that she was walking bare feet before and she, and she gave up a lot to become silly. So that gave an additional layer of, of pain and wound. And, you know, um, where does that drive come from? And I think that we'll know in season four because there's a, something has been, Put in the end of season three, there's a seed that Darren put there that is probably going to bloom, I hope, grow and bloom. Uh, I think so. Um, but yeah, and, and I didn't know anything. So it was basically, I think that's why I really believe that it's something that has to do with the invisible world, like unconscious world where people communicate in a different, totally different level. And uh, yeah, and he's a very sensitive person. So obviously. I love what you're saying there about the the shoes as well, because I've heard you talk about how the the, the costumes that you wear, because there's often very tight silhouettes to them. And even yeah. just the shoes kind of give you the sense of how she holds herself in the world because of how it makes you hold yourself in the world. Right. Um, but even just that detail of if the shoes are tall and the shoes hurt, it shows what she's given up to pursue this. And so how have you really loved the way that you can use costume to tell such a story about Sylvie as a character and her evolution and her arc in the show? Well, you know, it was... It was funny because season one, I was really dressed like with, uh, with super black clothes, uh, very, very uh, <clears throat> conceptual kind of fashion, kind of softened up in season two. 
And now what is happening that is really nice is that we worked with the costume designer um, is, and, and we worked with her to, to, to do that because it's interesting that what people are going to see in season three is that Emily is becoming more and more Parisian in her clothes too. And Sylvie is starting to wear more collars as if, you know, this is starting to, they're really, because we haven't had, as I said at the beginning, we haven't had the opportunity as characters to really exchange at a very deep level. It's except there's a little scene where it says, you know, um, I know you think of Madeline as a mentor and I hope you one day, but uh, still, so the clothes kind of show in a very subliminal way that they're kind of wearing off on each other. And, um, and I really like that. And we talked about it with Lily and we, you know, it was great because, and also in some scenes what Marilyn did that was crazy was that she, Lily would come in with, with a certain with uh, sorry with some there's certain different colors and I had the same kind of colors on and that wasn't something that she usually plans Marilyn but for some reason she went oh my god and sometimes she said it she said oh god it's incredible unconsciously I went you know it's and it's so funny because when you've been working on on this kind of project for a long time uh things become obvious and and they kind of they happen you don't know how you know no, I, I really loved that that scene that you're talking about in in terms of her wanting Emily to at some point see her as some point of mentor. And it it feels like she's someone who puts Emily through the ringer in part because that's what she went through when she came into this world and came into the marketing. Um, you know, I'm sure that there were aspects of her having to play the game a little bit like a guy at times. And so what are some of the aspects and traits that you have found or or interwoven into her as a character, thinking about that idea of, yes, this is the world that she's working in now, but what is the world that she came into and the world of, of people that she was looking up to and, and emulating when she started out? Well, well, I think it's like, I, d- I didn't think about it this way. I thought about it. Um, it's the amount of suffering and sacrifice you have to go through to get somewhere. Um, and as you said, uh, when Emily comes in, she says, okay, girl, you want to work with me? Let's do this, but it's not going to be easy, you know, um, because she knows it's it's a life lesson and it's important, and it, uh, and she has that tough love with Emily because I do think that sometimes she really there's that scene of the in season three there's a scene where that's very emotional at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower it's the first episode so I'm not really spoiling anything but where it's really emotional for Sylvie that, you know, to find out that she can't trust Emily. And um, she's actually, she's betraying everyone, but, you know. Um, and it's like, okay, I can't talk about it because if I talk about it, I'm spoiling. But anyway, so it's about, yeah, it's about, um, it's about tough love. It's about getting a revenge. When you when you walk out of the, you know, there's a line you shouldn't cross. And if you cross it, you're going to get it. As a cat would do to his, to his cubs. You know, it's like, have you have you watched a cat? You know, cats are incredible. I the have one, educate, yeah. <laughs> the way they educate their, you know, their kittens, it's incredible. It's like, whoa, you know. And I, I love that. I think it's... Um, yeah, it's a it's a great 
it's a great metaphor of of actually love that makes you grow and not just love that makes you stay a child you know if you want to grow you need a little bit of tough love I mean within that as well I also really love the way that her compliments are so hard won but when she does give them they mean so much to the people around her but equally half the time her version of giving a compliment is giving less of an insult um, and so I was interested in in how you get to enjoy playing especially like the comedic beats of what that means and what that looks like for uh, her I, the way I don't really overthink it I don't overthink it I yeah. just love it I just love it because I think it's it's funny because we were talking with Bruno Gauri who plays Luke the other day and, he, and uh, they were asking they were asking us who would you want to play if it wasn't your character and Bruno was saying Sylvie because I'd like to tell everybody shut up uh and I thought and I know I love him we really get along super well and uh, he's a great actor and uh, I love that it's very it's it's like it's like chocolate I love that when I get one of those lines I'm like yeah you know, I get to be a bit tough. It's great. And uh, yeah, and, and I think it's, yeah, it's just tough love. And I just don't overthink it. I just say it because I know what it means. I mean, it, it, there's nothing to say about that. This is who she is. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to apologize for it because that's who she is. That's that, That's what's really great about this character. It's, it's, she's not only is she unapologetic in real life as a character, but also as an actress, I don't need to justify anything. You know, I don't need to, I don't judge her. And I need to, I don't need to justify the fact that she's tough or, you know, that she's, because it's fun. It's so much fun. And it's, and it's so true, you know? No, that's, that's what makes it such a, I imagine like such a great character to play because of all yeah. of those layers to it. And, you know, with, with what you were saying before as well about the the synergy, the developing between her and Emily, and even just the way that the costumes start to come together. Also, as much as the show is about Emily kind of adapting into Parisian life, it's also about the influence that that has about people around her. And so there's, there's little elements of Sylvie that have started to pick up on certain American aspects of what Emily brings into that world. And so for you, what are some of the traits that you've started to really find in Sylvie from the American side and the influence that Emily brings in her direction? Um, well, first of all, she's much more open to Emily's ideas. Um, <laughs> No, well, she she picked up the pace. I mean, I think the moment Emily meets Sylvie, uh, it's a bit. It's the the company is a bit sleeping. It's sleeping a little bit. I mean, it's it's like it's working on, and I mean on on old uh, systems and everything. So and now that I'm sorry, my my English is not as precise. I would like I would like it to be, but anyway, and. Um, what happens is that uh, what I see that Sylvie's picking up is that she's um, she's much more of a fighter than she was at the beginning, where she was more complaining and bitching around when now she's fighting for it. That's probably something that Emily gave her because she sees how bold. I mean, she, she was probably very bold when she was young. Sylvie but you know once you get older and your company just does well you don't need to make any efforts but then that's why I like the challenge also of having to build your own company blah 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 because it, it brings her back to a fighting mode that she kind of had lost not only because of her age but probably because of the culture so Emily brings that back it's like and she has to fight for Emily at the beginning of season three 
which is also something that probably the French wouldn't do. They would say, you know, okay, let her just go, you know. Um, so the, it's more, I, I can't, I don't, um, there's so many things that I really feel when I'm playing the character that I don't want to overstate because I don't want to otherwise put too much, you know, intellectualize too much because otherwise I know what it does to me as an actor. So I want to kind of keep it, uh, keep a sort of instinct at a certain, you know, a certain level, even though I can talk about Sylvie forever. I still want to, you know, keep it as, as, you know, natural as possible as genuine as possible yeah no that completely makes sense and you know having having worked on this show for three seasons with the rest of the cast now and especially because it's a show where there's so many wonderful ensemble scenes within the workplace especially I was just interested in how that the dynamic with you and the rest of the cast has really grown and evolved into a shorthand because obviously when you're first cast in a show you're coming into it together you're figuring out your own characters you're figuring out what that dynamic looks like with everybody else's characters. And then at this point, you know, you have such a sense of who Sylvie is, but you also have such a sense of who the other characters are. And so how has that really changed the the dynamic of what goes into working on scenes together and just that shorthand that everybody has? Well, it's mostly with Samuel, with uh, Julia and Luke, and uh, we've become like really close, especially on set. So yeah, they, they're kind of, they're super they're super cute. And sometimes I, I, in the middle of the scene when, I mean, when rehearsing and I'm just like, why does, why isn't Sylvie firing you guys? I mean, I don't understand. And we always have these jokes, a lot of jokes <laughs> about the fact that for some reason, these characters look like they're not so good at what they do. And we're finding out that really why she needs them, why she needs to, you know, have them by their, their side her side because Luke in his craziness is the one who brings ideas that are totally out of the box uh, Julien is much more you know um uh and uh and he, she needs that too and he's and um so we we have now we have a relationship that's very simple basically because we, we know exactly where we are you know where everybody is and um and with Lily it's been great because this re- relationship has evolved so much also in real life. So uh, sometimes we don't say anything to, we don't really talk about what we do. Even with Kate, we don't talk about it. We're in character and, but we know that the other one is already in a different space. I mean, in that space and I'm in that space and it's very, it was very organic with Kate. Uh, we never talked about all the scenes we have at the beginning of the season and it came out so, you know, so beautiful to work with her. And uh, and maybe it's the same. Sometimes we say, okay, do you realize that this, this, and this? And she says, yeah, I know, I know. And it's like, you know, um, so we do, we both really think about what is happening, but we don't, don't tell each other. So it's it's become very easy, I'd say. Very, very easy, yeah. It's wonderful to hear. Well, it's it's always so, so great watching your performance in the show. So it's been such a pleasure to hear all about this. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Philippi. Thank you.